This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, a push from Senate Democrats to maximize federal telework rules. Federal employees have a little bit more information of how their new parental leave options work. USDA is in the midst of a major restructure effort. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. A bipartisan group of senators are introducing new legislation to ensure federal employees keep teleworking. The Pandemic Federal Telework Act would require agencies to keep eligible employees working remotely throughout the rest of the health emergency. It also requires agencies to determine whether any non-eligible employees could be converted to telework agreements. And it clarifies technology modernization funds can be used to ramp up telework capacity. Democrats Chris Van Hollen and Kirsten Sinema and Republican James Lankford introduced the bill. Federal employees are learning a little more about the paid parental leave program. The Office of Personnel Management has sample forms that employees must fill out to request paid parental leave benefits. Employees can certify in writing they'll continue working for their agency for at least 12 weeks after using paid parental leave benefits. They can use a birth certificate, adoption or foster care records, court documents, consular documents for births abroad, and a variety of forms to show the birth, adoption, or placement of a new child is in connection with the benefits they're using. Paid parental leave benefits benefits kick in October 1st. The Agriculture Department's Office of the Chief Information Officer is offering early retirements to IT specialists. It's also implemented a hiring freeze through fiscal 2021. USDA says the moves are part of a workforce restructuring needed to facilitate the department's ongoing IT modernization initiatives. Early retirements are an option for all USDA IT specialists with 20 years of service at age 50 or older, or anyone with 25 years of service at the agency. Cybersecurity specialists and employees appointed through direct hire authority are exempt from early retirements. The first Cybersecurity Maturity Model Certification Advisory Board sets the first training date for assessors. Here's Federal News Network's Jason Miller with details. Companies and individuals who want to join the initial cohort of auditors under the CMMC Cyber Standards Program must attend the first training program starting on August 31st. The CMMC Advisory Board announced the training session and requirements to be among the first 72 provisional assessors. The board says the four-day training course will be in-person and online and followed by an exam. The application fee is $1,000, and the assessors must partner with a third-party assessment organization. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. Two new tools are shining a brighter light on government contractors and the requirement that they meet equal employment opportunity regulations. The Labor Department's Office of Federal Contract Compliance Program's new National Pre-Award Registry and Hiring Benchmark Database aim to keep vendors accountable for complying with federal employment laws. The Hiring Benchmark Database is focused on how contractors recruit and hire veterans, while the pre award registry is focused on facilities but not parent organizations. The first ever doctrine from the Space Force shows what war out of Earth's atmosphere might look like. The document outlines five areas where the newest service will focus over the next four years. Those include protecting U.S. and ally satellites and space systems, ensuring the safe retrieval of weapons as they return to Earth, and the unrestricted ability to enter space and return. In order to do that, the Space Force says it's looking for employees with expertise in orbital warfare, battle management, and intelligence. 
DoD announces a plan to share 100 megahertz of mid-band spectrum with the commercial realm for the development of 5G technologies. Companies will be able to use the spectrum as soon as 2022. The Pentagon already uses some of the bandwidths for things like radar and air traffic control. DoD is testing 5G on a handful of bases. The newest generation of networks requires a mix of high, mid, and low frequency bandwidths to operate. The Defense Department's reaward of its controversial cloud computing contract called JEDI will take longer than expected. The Pentagon filed a motion with the Court of Federal Claims to extend its timeline to September 16th from August 12th. DOD says the extra time will reduce the likelihood that it needs to ask for additional requests of more time should further unanticipated delays occur. DOD CIO Dana Deasy said late last month that the Pentagon was on track to make the reaward in mid-August. Military families now have new child care options, Federal News Network Scott Massioni reports. The Defense Department's providing a new way for military parents to find care for their children. Service members can now use the online Military OneSource portal to access an online national database to find, hire, and pay for child care. The database is usually subscription-based, but is free to military families. The Pentagon has been struggling to provide adequate child care for service members and their families. DOD hopes the database will help incentivize people to stay in the service by empowering families. Scott Massioni, Federal News Network. Two House Democrats recently led 130 lawmakers calling for an end to sweeping changes at the Postal Service. Now they're calling for Postmaster General Louis DeJoy to step down. House Transportation and Infrastructure Committee Chairman Peter DeFazio and Congresswoman Alma Adams seek DeJoy's resignation after he reshuffled 23 executive positions and placed a hiring freeze on management positions. The lawmakers also called on congressional leadership to roll back operational cuts at USPS as part of the next coronavirus spending bill. And the Federal Aviation Administration wins a top award for financial management. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. The FAA is the first agency to win in a new category at this year's Certificate of Excellence in Accountability Reporting Program. The Association of Government Accountants gave the agency its first value-added distinction award for demonstrating how financial management contributes to the agency's mission. AGA holds the Black Tie Gala annually, but switched to a virtual format this year. It's held the awards program since the 90s in collaboration with the Chief Financial Officers Council and the Office of Management and Budget. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast. Subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. And stay up to date on your agency's response to the coronavirus with our coronavirus resource page. I'm Eric White. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.